Welcome to the official catch-up. Today we have uh, Dave Buglas on again, for, uh, director at Berwick. How are you doing, Dave? I'm all right, thank you very much. Um, uh, it seems like it seems only like yesterday you and we all caught up in that uh, when we first came in at the club and that. But yeah, no, all well. Um, keeping healthy, keeping fit, and uh, fingers crossed. Looking forward to our first friendly on Saturday, which hopefully we'll we'll talk a wee bit about. Yeah, definitely. And. One thing I do need to ask: Did you did you get much of the TikTok done with your daughter over the last time we spoke? Very good. Yeah, you've got a good memory. Yeah. Um, oh, we ha- we actually had quite a serious TikTok conversation yesterday because I think there'd been something happened in the states and that. But yeah, we got I got marginally better at TikTok as uh, as uh, uh, lockdown kind of went on. But yeah, I'm not really a dancer, I have to be honest. And I think I've got worse as I've got older. So I was 50 last week as well. So I think I'm beyond TikTok. I've decided to. <laughs> No, well, we, we had uh, a conversation pretty much towards what uh, probably the beginning of the lockdown. It's been a few months now. Um, there's been a lot happening on and off the pitch at Berwick. So we're probably just going to have a catch up regarding that. And obviously, hopefully, the return to uh, football. You mentioned the friendly on Saturday. I noticed uh, a lot of teams are are, um, are setting up friendlies, which is great. Um, obviously, there's, there's some issues that we'll get into, obviously, with, with COVID-19 and regulations. But... Uh, let's start with off the field uh, to begin with. You guys have launched the the club eighteen eighty one membership um, for the price of eighteen eighty one uh, per month, which I'll absolutely love. I love that. Um, what what sort of things does that include? You know, in your membership, what are you going to get out of that, Dave? Yeah, I mean, we spoke at the start of the year. Um, we one of the things we recognised as a club we had to do was. You know, they talk about, you know, building a plane by what you know whilst flying it. We had to take our plane out of circulation and almost stick it in the hangar and strip it back. And one of the first things we recognised was that if we were going to lose £65,000 by the end of the season, which obviously, you know, we reduced down to 19 k which was phenomenal, we had to move from uh, a cash model that suggested that we just got big payments from the, the SPFL at the start of the season. And then thereafter, we had to just survive in attendances. So... The idea of the 1881, Club 1881, was really just to start to provide us with a, a regular cash flow. And we'd seen through Donate a Ticket and uh, the 1881 fund that the fans did, you know, feel um, that they wanted to kind of give us a bit of support. So the scheme's very, very simple. As it says, it's £18.81 a month. We collect via direct debit. Um, what fans get for that is they get access to all Lowland League home matches. So, you know, maybe in a month where there's three they will benefit maybe in a month where there's one, um, you know, they're, they're, they benefit a little bit less, but obviously it all evens itself out. But but the other kind of things we've been doing in there is that a lot of the digital content that the comms guys have been putting together, like videos and, you know, interviews and even a chat with the manager and stuff like that, that will go out to 1881 members, maybe 24, 48 hours before. So they will find out about any player signings ahead of our main fan base. So we're trying to kind of sort of give them almost like a, a wee bit of a privileged access um, and as well, at the same time, we also give them access into the the bond scheme draw, where they have a chance to win money off the back of the monthly, you know, the monthly subscription. But I mean, the main benefit for us is we know that I think we're at seventy two members already. We know that you know that kind of money, seventy two times eighteen eighty one a month, is you know guaranteed cash flow and income, which goes all the way through the season in terms of the twelve months. So you know we've. We've seen a really good response from supporters and, you know, hopefully, fingers crossed, it'll continue to grow. And, you know, at the same time, we'll be looking at our season ticket proposition as we know a little bit, you know, more closely when we start back. But, yeah, it's been brilliant. The fans have been the fans have been fantastic all the way through the season, you know, even after, you know, the way things ended last year. I mean, I think 
you know, you've said this a couple of times before when I've listened to some of the podcasts you guys have done, but, you know, for a club our size, you know, played 24, 24 points, position 12th out of 16, simply unacceptable. And um, at the same time, we had to kind of recognise last year was a tough year coming down from the leagues and, you know, being that, that club and, you know, being the 42nd club and that. So, the 1881 and, you know, the fan support has been fantastic and just helping us stabilise. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, there was a few other things that I noticed you've, you've kind of been adding more and more to the Club 1881, which I think has been great. Obviously, the uh, digital editions of uh, match day programmes, I think that's, that will be fantastic for this level. Uh, one thing we do have to mention, obviously, is the, the Berwick Rangers podcast. Uh, I've listened to yeah. a few of them. I've not listened to the latest one, but... Um, I love seeing that. I, know, I noticed a few few clubs, obviously, uh, during lockdown, doing that sort of thing. Um, I guess, uh, is, that, is that a way to obviously get closer to the fans, let them know what's going on? Yeah, very much so. I mean, I, I think when, we, when I spoke to you earlier in the year, the first thing we said as a board was that transparency would be at the heart of our recovery. So everything that we did, we wanted the fans to know. They wanted to hear, we wanted them to hear from us. Um, like, you know, for example, if we have a board meeting every month, which we do via Zoom on a Friday morning by 11 o'clock, the board news is out. Yeah. So we'll get told about all the things we're doing. And the podcast was probably just another channel where we felt that, you know, by giving the fans, um, you know, direct kind of updates from whether it be players in the squad or whether it be ex, you know, players who have played for us. Or even I think the latest one is Brian, the chairman, Brian Porteous and Craig, yeah. where they've been given a bit of an update. We just felt it was critical and key that we kept that kind of transparency going, and you know it, it's really stood us in good stead because you know we get we've had a lot of really positive feedback from supporters in terms of you know the fact that we've actually kind of kept them informed, and there isn't a day goes by as you know yourself from following some of our social media that there's not a Berwick Rangers update or a news you know a news story out, and a lot of that's testament. The podcast testament is goes down to a young lad called Adam Hunter who. You know, he's worked really hard on that concept. Um, Big Kev Haynes, the assistant manager, he quite enjoys it. He, you know, he kind of sort of, you know, co-flies the plane with them on a on a Sunday when they record them. But, um, but the comms guys we've got in the background as well, Martin Ingalls, Steele Jones, you know, Green Gurney, you know, others, and Nathan Thompson. We've just felt that, as I said, the comms stuff's been really quite critical and key to the, the success. And I think what's been really quite inspiring is I was at pre-season on. Saturday there and we were at Gullen because uh, you have to do Gullen once in your pre-season and, and it was really interesting listening to the players talking about it you know the Kev Woffs the Craig Reeds the Kieran Somerville some of the new guys that came in Jordan Sinclair and a lot of these guys didn't realise how big the club is you know yeah. in, in terms of the infrastructure we have so it's great to hear the players are happy it's great to hear the supporters are happy and and I guess the biggest great has been that the sponsors have started to kind of roll in and we've We've not really had a, a you know a struggle over the summer to try and attract new new sponsorship. So brilliant, brilliant. And uh, I I was curious about the name. Let it be B R F C. I, I thought it was like a play on the the Beatles song, yeah. obviously. But no, I, I think it works well. And I have you know I've listened to a few of them. As I say, I've not listened to the latest one, but um, you know Bonnie Rigg, Caledonian Braves have all had them uh, still yeah. in uni in the beginning. It's it is fantastic, and it helps us out. It uh, keeps us yeah. you know. Um, uh, don't have to put out a podcast every week or because there's there's other content out there. You mentioned obviously the sponsor. I noticed um like many clubs you've done a, a sponsorship raffle um Good. for your kits and by the way, Kappa, what a make for a kit by the way. Um yeah. in terms of the sponsor obviously I was uh, I was kind of bamming up um Caledonian Braves a wee bit because I noticed that Thrive One uh, and they have the, the sort of logo be bold, be yeah. brave. Uh, just as the Caledonian Braves were trying to figure out a motto. 
and I think that was sound talked about. <laughs> Actually, that's a good point. I didn't really think about that. So the the cool thing about the winner is I I know that it was my one of my um, sales. So I think a guy called. Uh, Sean Rennington, he lives he lives down in Nottingham. So he's not related to the town, not related to the club. Um, you know, I'd I'd kind of sort of tapped into my LinkedIn network, and Sean bought five tickets. So you know, in a nice way, it was great he won. But um, but he's not really going to get anything from that sponsorship in terms of you know what he does is technology based learning. But it, it is funny actually when I think now about the the, the strapline and how it ties in. But actually, I tell you a funny story about Thrive. Um, with them winning it, obviously there was a lot of social media and one of Sean Reddington's really good pals is Alex Hales, the England cricketer, the national team cricketer. Um, and Alec, um, Alec Hales has been um, tweeting away about Berwick Rangers and that. So apparently he's going to come up with some of his mates when, fingers crossed, we get people back in the ground at some stage soon. Um, but they're going to come up and do a bit of hospitality and that. So, but yeah, no, I mean, we, we've been delighted with the Kappa stuff. Um, it was a bit like um, we, we spoke to O'Neill's, we spoke to a couple of others as well, but what we wanted to do was go with um, something that was just a wee bit different and a wee bit unique. And they came up with two really great bespoke kits for us, um, both of which have a story, as, as I said to you yesterday. And then yeah. we've got the third strip, which is effectively our change, but it's our foundation strip. Um, and we've partnered up with um, the Chris Mitchell Foundation up in Falkirk sort of to try and with increased focus on mental health this year. So... Yeah, I've been really pleased with it so far. But the sponsorship raffle was fantastic. Um, you know, we, we recognised, for example, if it was 10K, we couldn't really go out and ask a business these days for, you know, a 10K sponsorship. So we thought the quickest way to achieve that would be to work really hard as a board to try and sell as many tickets as we can at £250. And, um, you know, job, Bob's your uncle. We actually raised more than what we probably would have sold the shirt sponsorship for. So it was a major success for us and, you know, something that we're really, really grateful for the fans, again, and the businesses locally to have supported us. Yeah, and you mentioned the kits there. Obviously, we did have a, um, you know, our DMing about kits yesterday. I think Berwick, um, obviously, the black and gold is quite iconic with Berwick. And the, the the away strip, obviously, the Northumberland flag, we kind of discussed the idea of uh, Barcelona, obviously, with the, the Catalonian flag. Even the, yeah. the away kit is quite nice, you know, the white and black. I think it's, it's pretty... Yeah. Well, if you probably know the white kit, and people will notice it when they see it, is all the badges are black and white. So yeah. we, we went for a, like, the diversity and inclusion type angle on it. And we want to keep the front clean because actually one of the things our supporters asked us was that if we um, had a sponsor who won the raffle, would they actually happily keep their names off the front of the shirts? Because a lot of supporters want shirts which are blank, like the Motherwell shirt, for example. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, the away kit was really good fun to make because I, I, you know, every year I go to play golf in September normally with a group of guys in Valencia. So the Valencia third strip is um, their regional strip. Yeah. And again, it's blue and yellow. So I'd seen that blue and yellow idea for like five, ten years since I've been playing golf. And, and obviously, as you alluded to, the Barcelona colours. So we kind of looked at doing something different. And, you know, most Beric people will, you know, go on about being Bericas or English or Northumbrians, but we'd never ever done anything about it. So we just felt by maybe using a bit of our English heritage as well as our Scottish heritage with the black and gold, it would maybe be an opportunity to play on almost both sides of the border. Um, and the shirt sales for the Kappa awake it have been pretty phenomenal to be honest so far so but yeah i've been really pleased um really pleased with the quality and really pleased with the you know the work that we've had from border embroiders who are giving us that support yeah and, and getting into the sort of football end of things i know i've sort of alluded to it but um you know i've noticed um obviously you, you guys have had volunteers in doing your your diy days is it a wee bit different obviously you mentioned uh Obviously, Berwick in England. The only mm. other team, obviously, is Scottish non-league Tweedmouth Rangers uh, in the east of Scotland. 
is it going to be different for you guys in terms of you know regulations? I know the sort of legislation doesn't affect uh, sporting events, or it certainly doesn't at the moment, or team sports, I think the word is, but um, are you a wee bit worried that there might be a, a cause for concern on, you know, for teams or fans coming down to Berwick? Yeah, so, so far, um, so far, not concerned. Obviously, like you, probably watching it every day, because as we all know, it's changing by the day, and I think we're also all trying to work out the logic of, you know, not being able to take a team out of a, an authority and playing a different authority in Glasgow, yet you can jump on a train and drive through and have a beer or whatever it is. So um, we're okay. If the fact we're in England, yeah, I get that. We're just over the border, but we are both two north in ourselves are governed, obviously, under our SFA licensing. So yeah. we've very clearly followed the the Scottish regulations, you know, that came down from Hamden and then obviously through David Baxter and the guys at the at the Lowland League and, and obviously two north for the East of Scotland League. So, I mean, you know, this weekend's game, for example, at, um, at Shieldfield Park, we've got Harriet Watt and a, and, a, and a friendly with BJ and the guys and, you know, we've had to be meticulous in our preparation for it. Um, there's been emails flying back and forward between our COVID officer, Gary Burns, who's done an absolutely phenomenal job, um, thankless task, but he's been speaking to the Harriet Watt COVID officer and they've been working out how it's all going to operate and we've had conversations as well with the referees so you know our subs will sit in the stand and the Harriet Watt subs they'll be on the other side of the pitch and the other side dugout which is not normal for us and we'll put some seats in the ducket and that so um, yeah we've just we're working through it we just want to see the guys back on a pitch they deserve it I mean they've had to put up with a fair bit so far but but legislation as tough as it is we've we've worked really hard to kind of make sure that we uh, you know that we adhere to it and we've been grateful for the fans as you said, you know, who have came in and, you know, helped us get black paint on the railings and, you know, um, you know, things all scrubbed down and clean and clean. So all all is good at the moment, touch wood, fingers crossed. Yeah, and we we had recently had the confirmation of some sort of, you know, competitive fixtures, obviously. Uh, I think the league fixtures are coming out very soon, but certainly uh, the the soccer shop challenge cup you were drawn away to Upper Annandale with the South of Scotland. Yeah. How are you how how are you looking forward to playing the uh, uppers? Yeah, well, firstly, I want to commend you for getting that out because I know you've been having a wee bit of a job, challenge with that soccer <laughs> club, Scottish Cup, uh, South of Scotland Cup. I've listened to you on the last couple of uh, shows that you've done, and I'm sure uh, Tam Scobie and the guys at the soccer shop will be delighted that you're starting to kind of get the grips with it now. But um, yeah, no, you know what? Um, it, it's it's a game, uh, and you know, did we actually think maybe two years ago we'd be playing at Moffat against Upper Annandale? Absolutely not, but. You know, we're not snobby, we're not pretentious. We'll treat the game like we would treat any others. We'll do as much homework on it, on them as we can. Obviously, they're from the, the you know the South of Scotland League and that, and then we'll go over there and hopefully apply ourselves and you know take the win and, and progress the next round. But I mean, there's a lot going on at the club behind the scenes with the first team and that. You know, we've got we've brought in data analysts, we've got um, we've brought in GPS, we play data, we've got that all in place, and we're about to announce as well that we've just signed up with you know Athlete Focus to look at proper strength and conditioning and nutrition programs. So just because these guys are not the same level necessarily as Berwick in terms of scale, we won't treat them, you know, any any more lightly than we would do a bigger club. So Yeah. Yeah, I do have to think about it every time I say it, Dave, to be honest with you. Or I, or I do end up uh, Sean Connery. I, that's why I let, uh, I let Derek do it most of the times, but um, the cup draw obviously couldn't be helped. Uh, but... No, um, yeah, that, I was actually, you know, we were lucky enough to to stream the the, the Challenge Cup draw, so it was yeah. it was fantastic, and it was it was good to get that wee bit of excitement, uh, something to look forward to. I think that's I think that's all people want. They just want to see the first run on the board. You know, like when's that first game, and 
you know, because at the minute, like for example, okay, I'm telling you guys we're playing Harriet Watt on Saturday. That's fine. We're not, in, you know, fans aren't at the game. They're not coming in. But you know, to an extent, we're not allowed to fish. Not not allowed, but we're not. We're encouraged not to officially, you know, market games through social media and stuff like that, which is absolutely fine. You know, when you know people are not daft, they wouldn't turn up at games if they knew if they know they can't and that. But um, so it was great actually seeing a proper draw, and then obviously you guys had your graphics up like we did, and. It just felt a bit more real that, you know what, I get sometimes it's two steps forward, one step back, but, you know, maybe we are walking towards hopefully some form of return and then over the course of the next few months we can get back to some element of normality because, you know, it's funny, we all talked last year, I think, at this time about Berry FC and when they when they folded. Um, and to an extent, we've probably all had our own little Berry FC experiences this year where we've just not had our football clubs and we've not been able to go to watch a game in that. So, yeah, so it's exciting. Um, you know, and, and I think the Annandale game is, I think that's in November, back in November, that game. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and obviously there's still discussions going on, as you know, I think as well, with regards to the Scottish Cup and the format that we're trying to pull together for that. So, you know, fingers crossed we might still get an opportunity to kind of be drawn out the hat with that. So, Yeah, brilliant. And, and you obviously mentioned uh, a few of the players. Obviously, I did read uh, an article yeah. recently with um, Kevin Waugh, who's obviously been on the, the show, him and Lewis Barr, obviously, were we spoke to during lockdown. Um, yeah. You kind of obviously sort of touched on it a wee bit, but how, what are your experiences with the, the sort of players? I know there's certainly um, frustration at the moment, certainly because things aren't sort of moving along as quickly as they could be, but what are the things sort of behind the scenes? How hard is it for for you guys to sort of keep to these guidelines to, to, to be out, out with the norm, basically? Yeah, I mean, we, we all had that stop-start moment, didn't we, a month ago? Um where, you know, we, we had our first pre-season training session at um, Dalkeith Thistle's ground. We had a whole pitch. It was marked into quarters. Um, we had small groups, coaches allocated. We had a coaching staff who were there about 90 minutes before the game uh, training started with all the disinfected waters. The cones was washed. The balls were washed. We followed every guideline to the nth degree. We trained the Saturday. We trained the Tuesday. We split the squad, actually, on the Tuesday. We went nine on the Tuesday. And then the other nine were on the way to training on the Thursday night. And as we all know by now, you know, it came out at tea time that night that, that training was off. So that in itself was demoralising for the coaching staff at the same time as it was demoralising for the players. Um, I guess all we can do is keep speaking to them. So on Kevin Haynes and, you know, Yano and the guys, they, they're really good with the, the players. They keep in touch with them on social media. They've had conversations and meetings and stuff like that. So, you know, it was really good what, two weeks ago again back, we were able to get back on it. So that's us now had two full weeks plus Tuesday night, last night. Um, you know, so we're progressing. I think what's maybe made our life a wee bit easier, to be honest, is that a lot of the stuff going off the pit, on off, off the pitch at the club has actually inspired the boys in terms that it's kept them and felt, you know, making them feel that they're involved. And I know, I speak to Kevin a lot, to be honest. Um, I know that Kevin has been a huge advocate of ours in terms of the directors, in terms of what we're trying to do. And, you know, he's been really grateful for things like, the, you know, the GPS stuff that we brought in and the strength and conditioning stuff, how we're actually trying to treat the players now. So we've got, we do more, we do let more letted BRFC podcast interviews as well. I guess when, when you feel really good though, it's when you hear the new guys like Andy McNeil, the goalkeeper who's came in from Edry. It's like when they talk about, you know, it's really, it's as good here at Berwick as it is where I was at Edry, if not better in times like that. You think, you know what, we're obviously doing the right things just to keep the players engaged and motivated and, as I say, the proof will be in the pudding when we can get back on a pitch at the weekend and, you know, we'll take it from there. And we've had, we've not had a massive turnover this summer. Um, you know, we are, we retained 11 of the players that we had last year, the ones that we wanted to. And 
we've introduced a further, you know, seven new players. So, but from what I've seen so far, the new guys have been well integrated, you know, pretty quickly. And hopefully a couple more additions this week by Friday. Um, that'll be where we need to be. So we'll just try to finish a couple off just now. So. Yeah, yeah. And and there was one thing you can sort of commend Beric for the these guys, uh, similar to maybe Cumbernauld Colts, um, kind of done your business a wee bit early. Uh, guys, obviously Jordan Sinclair coming down from Edinburgh City's uh, a class signing. I know yeah. uh, Lyle Smith has always been a sort of standout for Vela Levin. Uh, yeah. And some of the younger guys, as you mentioned, the two goalies, uh, Joe Purves, obviously Dan's brother. So uh, quite excited actually about your, your, your squad. Well, different. And, and, and you know that I, you and I were having a wee bit of fun when I sent you the message about uh, some of the predictions and stuff like that. And it's like, you know, you're not mentioning Berwick. And, you know, we were laughing and sort of direct us quietly saying, that's good. You know, we, we will just quietly go about what we're doing and creep around in the background. And, um, you know, but I think the average age of our team I worked out before I came on tonight is 24. 24 year old, we're a young squad, a young team. But when you look at people like Jordan Sinclair, Ewan Smith, a captain who hopefully have a full season properly now after our, you know he had a difficult start the year last year from a family point of view. You've got Kevin and Callum Smith and Louis Barr retaining Louis was phenomenal for us because yep. there were plenty of teams chasing him. So we have a good core and you know I feel for Ian Little last year and Yano and the team because you know they started the season off with 12 players in the bet Fred. He was literally trying to sign players as you know each day went by, and this year he's got the luxury of you know having a squad in place, having the thought about his philosophy and how he wants to play, and hopefully we'll surprise a few teams this year. People probably will take us maybe a little bit more lightly, but then again, the, the people in the game who know us probably know that we do play good football. Maybe last year we were just making too many mistakes at the wrong time in game. So, yeah, and uh, just out of curiosity, did you ask? Uh, yeah. Did you add Darren to that for the the squad average? <laughs> Uh, I, you know, no, I, no, I actually, ironically, ironically, with Darren Smith in that squad, it's twenty-four. It's twenty-four point one actually. Um, so hopefully, with the two additions that we hopefully should clear out this week, it might come down a wee bit more, maybe to a twenty-two or a twenty-three. But um, yeah, Daz is in that. Listen, he's. Uh, it's funny, right? Because um, on a Saturday night, I get the rucksack with all the date, the, the GPS chips. Uh, and I upload all the data, so it's fair to say that chip number seven hasn't really had much data put into it in the last two and a half weeks, but he was doing it on Saturday. I saw him up and down the dunes at Gullen, uh, and I know he's had a couple of other sessions, so um, fitness fitness might be going a wee bit now, but he's still got the ability and the talent when you watch him at training. Absolutely, absolutely. And obviously just a wee bit of a wind-up there, but no, it's good, to, it's good to hear, obviously, that the guys are getting on and they're, they're gelling. Um, as you said, you guys don't have much turnover. I think, uh, you know, a lot of the, the teams that you would probably expect to be up there have, you know, East Coast Bride, Kelty, for example. But um, yeah. what are your sort of predictions? Have you got anything maybe out with Berwick yeah. or certainly for Berwick for this? Yeah, I mean, for, for us, um, I mean, I think I said to you, 12th out of 16, obviously it's 17 this year. It's unacceptable. And it's not, I don't say unacceptable as in a criticism of the management. It's for us as the club, it's unacceptable. Um, you know, so we can't keep having people tell us we're a big club and not behave like a big club. So at least we're now behaving like a big club. So hopefully the, the results will come. But um, I would like to think in a, a League of 17, our top t- our target would be top eight at least. Yeah. Um, but thereafter, you know, I'm not going to say we're going to be top two, top three. You know, we, we're a young side and hopefully we're, I'm saying we're building for the future, which sounds odd as well at low level. But we have got a young squad and if we do the right things off the pitch... I think a lot of the players we have would stay with us for beyond this year if it, if it was right for them. So, 
I would suspect top eight would be the target. I suspect we will be more consistent, which hopefully means less defeats, maybe more draws, more wins. Um, I th personally thought after a couple of shaky games when we took over in January, I thought the football was starting to come. I remember watching us at Cumberland Colts at Broadwood, ironically, and I, I heard you saying the other night about they're a, they're a tough team at home, but we battered the Colts that day and we hammered them 1-1. And, you know, for me, we should have probably had that game out of sight. Um, so, yeah, a bit of consistency, definitely top half of the league. We definitely want to turn a few heads. A, a couple of surprise results would be good for us. I mean, it's not a criticism, but I, I think I've learned this year that what comes into the club has to be more than what goes out of the club. And, you know, we are paying wages at the moment that we think are sustainable based on the, the way our business is growing. But at the same time, we're not going to pay ridiculous wages. So, you know, there's a player that we're looking to sign, hopefully we'll be able to announce tomorrow, where he's, you know, we've offered him a weekly wage, but we've offered him other things that will help him and his business that he's setting up, you know, in terms of a bit of mentoring from one of the directors, which is different because, you know, this is a guy that's dropping out of full-time football to go part-time. So we're trying to do things like that, that maybe other clubs will just think about, well, what's your weekly wage? Whereas we just can't compete with that. So Yeah, yeah. And it is interesting. I think, uh, even when I think, um, when I've said, obviously, the likes of Cali Braves and Cumbernauld Colts will, will push or whatever and, and Berwick, I think it's always tough because when you think about a top eight, you've obviously got so many clubs that you would expect to be up there. Obviously, East Colbride, Kelty, Bonnie Rig, Spartans, BSC, Stonch. I mean, that's six already. So it's getting very, very hard yeah. to... It's, I, it's I, tough week, basically. It's a completely yeah. tough week to predict, really. It's been interesting watching the transfer business and the signings and that. I mean, I, you know, I, I'm good mates with Derek here as well. Um, I know Derek really well. We've had a lot of good chats because obviously I live up in Pullman. So I know Dell and I see him quite a bit, but they look like they haven't spent as much maybe as they have done in previous seasons. They look like they've had to rein it in a bit, which, you know, I suspect that's just where we're at with COVID. Even, even your club, I don't think at the moment, and I know there'll still be guys to come in, but they seem to be a wee bit slower this year than they maybe were last year. Um, obviously, the one that we're all looking at is, you know, through in the West at East Kilbride. And again, if, if, if it's to believe what's been paid for wages, then that's fine. That's entirely their predicament. Um, but at the same time, we're not going to compete with that. Neither yeah. will be 90% of the clubs in our league won't compete with that. So, but it's funny, um, I've had a few conversations with Chris Ewan at the Braves. I like Chris. I like Chris, what, he try, what he's trying to do. I like Chris's marketeering background and stuff. And I remember him saying to me halfway through COVID at some stage that, you know, the Lone League is actually quite an exciting product now. Um, yep. it's, no longer, it's no longer the fifth division. It's probably equally as good as this, the SPFL 2, if not even creeping into some of SPFL 1. So I just think we've got a really good product. I think we as a club at Berwick are genuinely pleased that we've re-established our club in the last eight, nine months. And, you know, we'll kick on from now. And, you know, maybe we're a promotion target team next season or maybe the season after. But at the moment, it's just consolidate off the pitch as well as continue to build on it. So brilliant, Dave, brilliant. And uh, yeah, it was interesting actually. You mentioned obviously Chris. Um, I do. I did join the Caledonian Braves app. I think it's fantastic. Um, pretty decent, and it's great having a you know access to guys like Ricky and Chris. Uh, you know, if you've got a few comments, and obviously I mentioned the model thing earlier. I thought that was uh, yeah. funny, but I ironic. Know what I'm gonna to have to share that with the comms guys when I get off. I actually never thought about that. Be bold, be brave. <laughs> Which is quite ironic. Now, maybe I need to send them a message later on and say, like, by the way, I wasn't trying to kind of steal your, steal your, your competition. <laughs> so, but, um, you know, but the thing is with them, you know, they said nicely they don't have a massive heritage, so they, they are having to create one. 
Um, and and the whole social media thing and the app and that, you know, that's that's important to them. And you know, I, I kind of admire them for that. I mean, I think I said to you when I met you, one of the key things for us has been how do we activate twenty thousand followers on all our channels and that stood us in good stead. I mean, we, for example, we signed a major sponsorship with a company called um, Ecstasy, which is like a Red Bull sports drink, a German drinks manufacturer. And the directors that own it were at Shieldfield Park yesterday. And after giving us an initial batch of money for training kit, I think the last words they said to the directors yesterday was, we are now married to Berwick. So, you know, for us, that may be a massive opportunity that's came out of our social media strategy. So... So we will be upgrading our website in the next couple of months. The work's underway with that. We'll try to bring that up to spec as well. So, And just in terms, uh, finally, just in terms of your games, are you open to live stream, stream any? I noticed, you obviously, you've got your Berwick Rangers TV and whatnot, but are you, are you hoping to yeah. provide something for the fans if you's, you know, just hope even so. pre-season? Yeah, I hope so. I think we're going to muck about with it a wee bit on Saturday. Um, we're going to have a shot of that. I mean, I, I was pretty familiar with Mike Cujo when I, with working yeah. with Glasgow City when, when I was doing the scouting work for the Champions League against Bromby and that. So Mike Cujo is a really great platform. So we've definitely been looking into Mike Cujo. Obviously, we then need to look at the, the Wi-Fi capability in the ground or, or, or alternatively, we use a, a, a 5G dongle. But um, yeah, it's absolutely something that we want to be doing and something that we want to be trying. At the very worst, um, it'll be a full game um, recording and then it'll be played out maybe delayed whatever 45 minutes or an hour after but live streaming is definitely part of what we're looking at at the moment most definitely no I think I think you guys have done uh, you, you do an amazing job it's funny you were on about the podcast and I think I think if we asked us all if we listened to podcasts very much in January I don't think many of us would say yeah we listen to many podcasts but I think the world that we're in at the moment you know that chance for 30 minutes just to reflect and listen to what other people are doing I think you know so no I think you've been brilliant I think you guys have kept a lot of the clubs up to date and it, it does make me smile that hopefully you're going to be down and around the grounds a bit more so we would love to see you down at um, Berwick and then you never know if you enjoy it which hopefully you will maybe you'll give us a wee few more mentions in that but, <laughs> but, but at the moment no everything's really good we're delighted and um, you know we genuinely want to just say thank you to the fans and fingers crossed for all the clubs in the Lowland League and beyond that we you know we hopefully see you all soon. I think uh, I can't remember who it was um I think it was, it's been a few people, obviously. We've not really... Originally, um, we used to just cover the Lowland League, obviously. Now we've yeah. kind of not had loads to say, Dave. So uh, we've included the West of Scotland, East of Scotland and whatnot. So I think once we get back into it, we'll have our separate Lowland League, West of Scotland and stuff. So we will have time and, and focus on you, the players. Yeah, you do You do an amazing job. Uh, I think you guys needed to have a break. I think Adam, our own guy at Letter BRFC, has just had a wee break as well. I think... I don't think people really appreciate the effort that you guys put into things like this. And, you know, okay, it might be 40 minutes chatting on the phone to me, but at the same time, you then need to go and edit it, you know, play it back the way you want to play it and then set it up. So, yeah, keep doing what you're doing. It's really, really invaluable at the moment, I think. So, well done. Brian, Dave, and uh, I'll let you go, but I really appreciate, obviously, your guys' support. And hopefully, as you said, I'll get down to to uh, Shieldfield uh, this year or, or yeah, next we'll hopefully. get you one of those Northumbrian Berwick Rangers tops just so you can get it and you can get it hung up on the wall or something like that so. brilliant Dave thank you ok take care